Hey, y'all. Welcome to Adventures with Aggie. Today, we have Juan Bermudez from Columbia. He went to university there and then moved to New York City, went to NYU. He's worked at a couple places in New York, and now he's starting his own consulting firm. So I'm super excited that Juan is here. Um, Juan, how are you doing? I'm fine, Aggie. Happy to be here. And of course, uh, as I was saying before, thank you for, for the opportunity. Uh, I hope something out of this conversation sticks and is useful for you, the students at NYU. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm super excited to hear about your experience and things. It's going to be great. Um, so could you start just by telling us a little bit about yourself, your career path, and where you went to school? Perfect. Uh, <clears throat> so career path, I'd say, well, I, I think anyone that will listen to this podcast uh, is passionate about sports. And when you're starting or wanting to start a career in sports, well, the career path really starts with you playing or watching sports. or uh, So it starts in your early childhood. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm originally from Colombia, uh, Bogota, capital city in Colombia. And ever since I was three years old, I was kicking a soccer ball. And that's the main sport in Colombia, of course. And sports just became what I breath and uh, that's how it all started uh, when I was in my senior year in high school I was playing a lot of soccer uh, with high school with uh, external clubs it, the whole sports landscape is way different in Colombia and South America altogether from what uh, we have here in the US uh, or that competition that uh, infrastructure uh, for athlete formation, uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, there's no real high school competition at a high level. There's no AAU kind of stuff. Um, so uh, I remember uh, I, you, you just find your own external clubs and when you're uh, young, well, it's fun to play with older guys and I would be playing in three different teams outside of the high school I would have. Uh, during my senior year at high school and then throughout the university, four games every weekend. I would be rushing from one game to another one, uh, playing with friends, playing with ex-professional players in their 30s when I was 18. Um, and that was pretty much my life then. And the whole career path starts for me really that senior year when uh, a former coach back then, uh, he had been a coach of a, of a school I played against but he had been a professional soccer player in Millonarios, uh, the team in Bogota, not the team that I root for, but uh, he had also been a coach. Then he came back to being the coach of the team, and he was a friend of a coach that I had in that uh, amateur club I played with. Uh, and when we were training, he came to me and said, hey, you should come to Millonarios and try out. And I remember at that point, my mind clicked. Uh, and I came back home and I told my dad, you know what? Something weird happened. Mario Anemedak uh, told me to come uh, try out for Millonarios, but well, if I had been four years younger, I would have done it. But at that time, I said, I don't want to do it. Uh, in Colombia, sports is something that's only there for those that, that do not have another uh, chance in life. It's, it's weird, but I kind of felt uh, it's not my place. The, the moment I go there and try out, I'm going to be taking, I mean, I'm the one that they want to break their knees. 
because I'm taking bread out of the table for someone else. Uh, I come, I mean, in Colombia, I mean, that could be another uh, conversation, but the whole inequality uh, there makes it tough. But yeah, sports, there's not a platform for sports. There's no uh, sports uh, careers. You, you can't go and do an undergrad like you guys are doing it uh, at NYU on sports business. Uh, and that moment I said to my dad, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to change the whole industry in Colombia. And that's how my passion kind of diverted from just watching and playing sports to uh, saying I want to change the industry. I want to understand the sports business uh, just to find out there are no sports careers here in Colombia. Um, but since then, I had that in my mind. And the, the initial question was, how do I make sports be something that's uh, respected, that's not only uh, something that those that do not have anything else uh, can be a part of uh, and that's mismanaged or whatever but how can I make it also and, and it also comes with society and uh, I don't know orthodox beliefs uh, from uh, in my case my family like if I had told my dad I'm gonna be a soccer player he would be like are you crazy like uh, that's that's not not a job that's not like what would people say about that? Uh, uh, so I was always thinking sports should be uh, something as respected as being a lawyer, as being a doctor. So that was always the motivation behind it. Uh, so from there, I went, I, I was lucky to be a good student and to actually like a lot of different things. So I remember my senior year in high school, I was between uh, engineering, uh, math, uh, going straight with math or literature or history. So it was a wide range of things, knowing that I didn't have sports. And again, the, the, the option to do sports business was moved to the U.S., but that was expensive. Again, something that was not happening in Colombia. My dad would say, like, what is sports business anyway? Like, what, what are you talking about? That doesn't exist. Uh, so uh, I ended up going for industrial engineering, and I majored in operational research and finance. And that later on came handy. But my goal was always right after I finish school, I'll go and do a master's in sports. And throughout all that time, I was, again, playing soccer. I played a lot of basketball as well. Uh, I played golf at a very amateur level. Uh, my dad played golf. He sucked at it. Uh, but uh, but he, all, he was always telling me, uh, when are you going to quit soccer and come play golf? I would play pretty much during the summer where we didn't have uh, uh, soccer games, like the tournaments were off or during uh, the end of the year. Uh, but I think all that mix of different sports, uh, I, I was also running not uh, in a very disciplined way, but I always started finding my, my mind when I ran. So I just enjoyed everything about sports, never played tennis very well but I'm a huge tennis fan so it, it was always that mix playing uh, competing I'm I think I'm very competitive uh, I like competing uh, and I'm I'm passionate about everything that I'm seeing through sports discovering new things uh, so uh, that happened and then my la my senior year at the university uh, it was probably the first time that my dad said uh, he understood that that was something I, I was, I kept going uh, with sports is what I want to do. I started researching different universities around the world, coming from a soccer country. 
the first thing you look at is Europe and the FIFA Masters and all that. But again, doing all that research of the different schools, I always came back to the U.S. is where the sports industry originated altogether and uh, where I can really learn about what I want to do. Uh, and since then, I, I was married to coming to the U.S. Uh, but, and, and then that, that last uh, year was the first time that my dad said, you know what, you've been talking about this. I kind of understand more about it. And he quickly said, uh, well, you should consider doing a master's. Uh, and it was like the first time that he said, uh, okay, and, and I'm going to support you. Uh, we can take a loan together. I'll help where I can. And then you're on your own. Uh, but that next month from that conversation, that was the start of, of back then undergrad was five years for engineering in Colombia. Um, my dad passed away of a heart attack uh, at that point and things quickly changed. Uh, and I think that's important because I mean, throughout my life, you hear people say things and, and advise you and tell you things happen when they happen. But I've learned that they do like uh, things happen when they have to happen. And, and the main thing is have your goal uh, clear. Those will also change, but make sure that you're uh, not getting lost there. So again, I said before engineering came handy and it really did. My dad owned a, a small business, a uh, manufacturing business uh, where we produced uh, synthetic rope, nothing to do with sports, nothing I'm passionate about. Uh, but I still had to pay for my last uh, year of the university. My mom had her own decoration business, but she didn't understand about my dad's business. Her business was very disorganized. Um, and my dad, I mean, it was a sudden heart attack on the golf course on a Saturday. And that Monday I was sitting in his office without knowing his business. He was, had always kept me, like me and my sisters, outside of the business. But all of a sudden I had to learn the hard way. Um, and I figure, well, it will not hurt to learn about this, organize some things. In a year, I'm out uh, of here, and I'll go back to my plan, sports business. But again, that's just plans, but life has different things for you there. I ended up staying three and a half years, suffered a lot of their learning. Uh, but so, so that was pretty much a an upside down uh, start of your professional experience. Uh, but on the upside, I didn't have to go and uh, look for a job right away. Didn't, didn't experience that uh, altogether. Uh, and I think that was a key part in me uh, seeing the entrepreneurship side and, and saying I, I, that's something that I like. Of course, when you're uh, at that point, I was 22 when I, when I started uh, running my, my dad's business and learning about it. Uh, after those three and a half years, I, I realized I want to learn from someone. I mean, uh, th that was the only clear thing about that experience. Uh, I just don't know everything. And I, I need someone I can look up to and, and I, uh, I want to learn about business pretty much. Uh, so that last year, the, uh, 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 that's Manilas y Trenzados, uh, pretty much threaded rope uh, in Spanish. And uh, that last year was more about organizing everything. And what I ended up doing was, it was, I mean, it was a, a cash flow business. We, it was my dad's pocket pretty much. And it paid for education, for a good life and everything. 
but my sisters were married. They had their life. Nobody wanted to do anything with it. Uh, and it was a, a complicated business. Uh, so I made the call. My sisters and my mom agreed with it. And we left the company to the two employees, the, the two loyal employees that had been there since the beginning, which I felt that I liked that part. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready to move on and go for my uh, dream. Sports was there. And by the end of 2008, uh, I came to New York uh, to visit NYU strictly. I had a trip. Uh, I was visiting my sister in Chicago back then, and I stopped in New York, and I met uh, at NYU. I remember who was the admissions director then. Uh, she, she's still at NYU. Uh, and I, was, I fell in love with the program. I felt, well, that, that's, that's the only program I want to uh, be a part of. But at that point, I also saw, well, I have no plan. I have no money. Uh, that's just impossible. I need to find a job. So again, having my business there, well, my dad's business uh, came in handy to not be uh, desperate about finding a job. But that gave me uh, uh, the chance of picking and making right. the right choice. And, and an opportunity came. And my brother-in-law uh, sent my resume uh, to a good software firm uh, in Colombia. And all of a sudden, a few months later, the founder of the, and, 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 and president of the firm, PSL, uh, reached out to me, uh, Jorge Amburu, and he told me to fly. They, they were based in Medellin, the, the second largest city in Colombia. Uh, I was in Bogota. And, and he asked me to go to an interview, and that interview was a four-hour interview where we just started talking and sharing experiences. And I was, just from, from that first conversation with him, I knew this guy is amazing. Uh, PSL back then was already a 30-year-old software company, but the whole thing about it was, this is, I mean, again, think about Colombia, third-world country, uh, still thinks uh, their main production is coffee and oil, but... We don't have that much oil and coffee. Uh, the coffee market is not great. Uh, a country that needs to be much more progressive in, in different ideas. There's this guy who in Medellin uh, in the mid 80s uh, says, or early 80s says, I want to put Colombia in the map when it comes to uh, software. Uh, we have the same sizes of brains that anybody else in the world. It's a matter of learning about it and doing it right. And that was his motivation back then, back then. And when I met him, he had a, a very robust operation in Medellin and was starting to open the market in Bogota. He had some business, uh, some, some specific projects going on in Mexico. And there were probably somewhere around 170 employees altogether. Everybody was a software developer. I mean, it, it, it was... Uh, it was not a huge company, but it, it was definitely not a small business. And his path was, I'm going to be the best at what I do, and then I'm going to sell it. And it was at that point where he said, now I'm ready to open the market, and I want someone who's not a software engineer. I had no clue about software technology. Uh, I had take uh, for, for engineering, I had to take a couple of courses, programming, which I didn't like. And... But then again, coming back to the goal, I want to do a sports business. Uh, <clears throat> I need to save money. I figure, well, learning a bit about technology will not hurt me uh, in this world. Sure. And I say, stay here two years, save some money, move 
uh, with my plan to go do a sports business in, in NYU. Uh, I even told him that was my plan. He's also a sports fan. He, we, we connected. So I got the job in, and, and, and I started running the Bogota office uh, as a business developer. And long story short, I didn't stay two years. I ended up staying seven years learning and growing that business, uh, moving the Bogota office from being uh, four people and having remote developers from Medellin uh, aid in, in the small projects we had in Bogota to actually uh, beating, winning, learning about a bidding process and RFP back then. Uh, one thing that was curious factor, uh, I've been uh, bald uh, since I was 20 pretty much. Uh, that also came handy when you were young and you're dealing with running your business. Uh, you kind of hide your age a bit. Uh, and I remember one of the things that we that happened, but it was kind of fun, but it was a fact at PSL, my age was kept a secret, like, because people would think I was older and I was running that business. Uh, but I was only 25 when I started there. I was the youngest one in, in the whole company, pretty much. Uh, so... Uh, we ended up building a team of over 120 people first, and that grew to 180 people in Bogota. We were now becoming, uh, at that point, uh, the biggest uh, hub for software development from PSL. Uh, so it was a, a, a lot of fun, uh, and that came with also learning agile methodologies. I don't know if you've ever heard about agile. I mean, that's a huge movement. It started, I mean, it actually started with uh, Toyota's lean processes uh, applied to software and now it's being applied back to management and uh, PSL was a pioneer in the world using agile methodologies of course in Colombia Latin America and I learned about it and I, and I, and I also fell in love with agile methodologies Scrum uh, and again that's, that comes with me being an engineer I'm, right. I like problems in the end uh, so that happened during those seven years. I met my wife, uh, she's a doctor, and we both had plans of coming to the US. Uh, so only until we were ready, we had things uh, in place, uh, visas, she's a US citizen. Uh, I came with the green card, I, we did uh, everything from Colombia just to have everything in place. Uh, applied to NYU, I didn't, did not apply to any other program. Uh, just because I knew it has to be New York. In New York, you have all the leagues, you have all the contact. sports happens uh, in New York. Uh, so that was clear for me. The, 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 the NYU decision was clear. Of course, you have Columbia. Uh, I had had a cousins who had studied at NYU. I had a friend, one of my best friends, uh, who's a, consult a consultant, not in sports, had been at Columbia. Uh, and here, when, when you're here, you, you always feel like you're always comparing what do we have at NYU? What's Columbia doing? Um, what's St. John's doing? Uh, <clears throat> but uh, for me, it was clear. I wanted to sure. be where the industry leaders were. And, and what I always liked about NYU is the professors, most of them, uh, aside from teaching, are running businesses or uh, leading businesses in the sports industry, which is what I was looking for. Uh, that connection. In the end, in my case, it was a career change or industry change more than career change. I always see sports business as business. Uh, it's just, it just happens to be in the field that I am passionate about. Um, so 2015, uh, it's where we moved to New York with my wife. 
Can I ask why East Coast instead of West Coast? Like it both have global sports hubs, right? And that's always interesting to me. Yeah. uh, I mean, I've been to the West Coast and I love it. Uh, The whole San Francisco area, love it. Uh, For some reason, my my decision was more about, and, and, and I think some of you might relate and, and I'll explain that because my goals in the sports industry changed over time. And I realized that when I got right. to NYU, at first making the decision, East Coast was more, mostly not only East Coast, it was, it had to be New York. You have all the league offices in New York, outside of NCAA, everybody's here. Uh, every decision is made here, not in the West Coast. And for someone like me that came with uh, years of professional experience that once you move to a new country that all goes initially to the trash, then you start taking back all that experience to show, well, it's not like I'm uh, just realizing what the world is here, but I can apply this thing or a thing or two here. Um, for me, it was more about the contacts and, sure. and in that, uh, in that uh, platform pretty much. That, that was mainly the decision. That's why I only applied to New York. Can you, can you touch on the experiences that you've had in New York, like at NYC Sports and Playbook and how those came about? Yes. So the whole moving, I mean, coming to NYU was the dream and, and, and the first piece of the goal uh, of breaking into the sports industry. And, I, and that's something that I'm still figuring out. Uh, it's not like I'm an accomplished a sports business executive. I have a lot of ideas, uh, projects that I want to accomplish. Uh, but what we realized with my wife when we moved here was uh, a whole parallel and probably bigger uh, project was getting settled in New York and that it was tough. Um, yeah, I think uh, that was uh, something to... Uh, that, that, that we did not measure. We had some savings, uh, but we still needed student loans. And uh, my wife uh, wants to do pediatrics. It took her longer to do Like she, she's a licensed doctor in Colombia, but uh, all of a sudden she needs to uh, get her degrees uh, matched here and then apply for the match. And that, the whole cultural change is big. Uh, even though I have family in Long Island, I mean, it, it's not like we're alone, but it was a, a, a an interesting experience, a positive, a good one. Uh, but with that said, there's always that financial distress of, well, um, I'm getting this loan. I need to make money out of. Uh, so some of the plans changed, but I was very active since day one about finding internships. And, and that that's what I meant. I mean, you kind of, yeah, uh, you, you need to, uh, if you're getting into sports, you're normally doing it because you're passionate about it. And when you're passionate about it, you do whatever it takes for it. Uh, again, always keeping the goal clear. What's the dream? Where do I want to get into? Uh, and for me, and that's part of what changed in, 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 in my mindset that I realized only that first semester at NYU or when we get into sports, we are driven by professional sports more than anything. Uh, that's the sexy part of sports. I don't know if there's anyone who starts a sports business program saying, 
something different that I want to be working for a team or a league, but it's always a professional or a, a, a strong retail sports company or a sports marketing firm. Uh, but from the first moment I, 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 I started at NYU, I realized, well, that's all sexy, but I, I also noticed, well, the real jobs there are uh, entry-level jobs only, and in the end, these are companies. And I kind of started connecting the dots. And from my experience with PSL, with dealing with a bunch of big and mid-sized businesses, I realized I'm not sure that's what I want. Yeah, it sounds sexy. Uh, it sounds great. But I think I can have much more influence in a smaller company. And I do like, uh, and, and I was always passionate about that, that, uh, that piece of changing the sports industry in Colombia and Latin America comes more from education, giving opportunity in a different way, uh, driving sp the sports industry as, or, or, or transforming the, sport, the sports industry more as a driver for the economy of a country. Uh, and I think that that can happen. So I started seeing the non-professional side of sports as the one that I was more interested in, uh, where a lot of that leverages uh, their business on professional sports. And that was something I was looking for. Um, I also realized uh, I was looking for some connection with technology. And I started investigating about uh technology in sports, uh, software, uh, coming from those seven years in the software industry. I saw there, there was a lot of uh, opportunity uh, there, and there still is. And going through the different, uh, I mean, I, I would go to the, all the meetings with uh, the uh, professional counselors at NYU. I forgot the name of, uh, yeah, from Tish. Uh, I remember my, my counselor was uh, Rachel Frint. I know she moved. Uh, to another unit, uh, but she was great. And I would just consistently go there, uh, share my experience. This is what I'm looking for, talk to professors. But I was always looking for internships and, and or jobs. I worked first uh, that first, after that first year, I worked with a marketing company on the Copa Centenario. So it was pretty much just guiding a group of people from Procter & Gamble, uh, touring them and going to the game and all that. Uh, but that was fun. But again, I felt like ah, that, that's sexy, that's good, but I want to get more uh, in, in an experience where I can influence a business. And that's where NYC Sports came in. NYC Sports, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I didn't know anything about NYC Sports. NYC Sports, it's really... It was originally NYC basketball, so the, the, the legal name is NYC Sports. Uh, and when I met Josh, the founder of NYC Sports, that was uh, by the end of the summer of 2016, right after my first year at NYU, uh, I applied. I remember if the internship was marketing, internship, business development. All I found out was he had a, a software he was building for managing leagues, and he had a basketball league in the city. Uh, and I felt it's interesting to know more about this. Uh, and I went to the interview with him. He's younger than I am. Uh, he's a business major from NYU. Uh, and he has a very uh, strong entrepreneurial mind, uh, very driven. And by that time, he had the adult leagues in Manhattan. Uh, and this is amateur leagues, uh, renting gyms in the city, uh, 
from 18 to 50 year olds playing in, 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 in the leagues, uh, where there was a fun aspect around it, which was the finals of the leagues would take place at Barclays Center. Uh, and that came from a relationship that he had started building a couple of years before we met. Uh, and he was trying out his first summer camp, uh, and that was for kids. And that was the first approach to youth uh, programs. Uh, I, I got the internship, but the inter during the interview, the internship changed instead of whatever. I don't remember if, let's say, it was business development uh, intern. Uh, the internship changed to an external consulting internship. Uh, he said I, I, that was another interview that lasted like three hours. And I, uh, <laughs> I mean, at this point, I realized I can talk. Uh, so uh, Josh said, man, I, I can't afford you, but I, I definitely want you uh, to collaborate with me. Why don't we change this? And I'll just give you access to my company. And you'll ask the questions and we'll see what comes out of this. Because I saw a lot of potential. I saw, well, you're starting. I wanted to learn more about the software that he was building, uh, what they were using, how he was doing it. Uh, and I saw a lot of potential in the youth programs uh, on what he was already doing with Barclays Center. Uh, so that's how it all started. I did that. Uh, I did it for credit uh, with, the, with NYU. And I don't, I don't remember initially for credit it was like, I don't know how many hours you had to do. I was doing pretty much going every day and spent, I, I was uh, obsessed with solving the problems. This was a four people uh, business in a small, like one room, uh, very, very disorganized. Josh was doing everything, but without uh, a lot of methodology behind it. Uh, no, uh, not even a spreadsheet uh, to track what genes he had. Everything was in his mind. So the phone would be ringing uh, nonstop with people complaining about last night. Oh, uh, we came to our game. So he was also uh, subletting uh, gym space for corporate games, private games, uh, which is uh, another interesting part around it. Uh, and then there was a league game at the same time or vice versa. Uh, so I quickly saw, well, I can help solve some of these problems and start kind of building a team and setting processes. Uh, by the end of the internship, he said, <clears throat> uh, and, and, and the other piece of, the, of that internship was, let's start a project, and that's where Playbook started. Uh, so one thing is getting control over the NYC basketball operation and planning growth for NYC basketball. And then what else can we do? We have Barclays Center. We can do things that we, we need to, to identify the lessons learned so far by NYC Sports and let's experiment different things because we can build something new. And then we have the software piece. We initially, it's the management uh, software for NYC Basketball, but there are not a lot of options out there for software. There's league apps, there's a couple more, but not, not one is perfect yet. Uh, so let's start planning a different project for that non-operational basketball side of the business. So we started, I would take him out of the office. We would meet at NYU uh, just to uh, brainstorm, set plans, uh, and start working on the playbook project. By the end of the internship, he said, uh, hey, I can only do this with you. Uh, do you want to come in? Uh, I, again, I'm restricted with a budget, uh, but <clears throat> we'll figure it out. Um, and... 
And then I said, yes, uh, I'm interested in this. I, I already knew I'm already influencing this and this is a good way to, to get into it. And I did it for equity. Uh, and that comes with why I left in the end. But uh, I said, I mean, I'm fine with not having a great salary. This is what I came for. And, and I'm building this experience and this track record here. And I know I can influence and, and, and help this company grow and get organized first. Uh, uh, but I would only do it for equity. Uh, I mean, and, and not for owning the whole company. I'm just interested in building uh, something. Uh, I, I, I would have probably stayed uh, for life there and just bringing more ideas and doing more things. Um, but, but without equity, uh, I just, I'm just not into it uh, at that point. Uh, so that's pretty much how it all happened there. Uh, NYC Sports, so right when I, that last semester of, of the master's, I, I was already full-time there. Uh, and I started by taking the lead. So for me, the way my mind works, I need to do it in order to understand it and then to write it and, and, and train someone. Right. Uh, and that's pretty much the approach I was doing. Okay, what are the problems? Let's separate problems here. Let's start solving. Not, not one of the things I did was rocket science. It was just... <laughs> Let's take the head out of the water, prioritize, and solve uh, to the point where in this, it was almost four years with him, uh, we ended up being 21 full-time uh, employees, uh, NYC Sports having all the basketball operations. We built a year-round uh, youth operation. Uh, we built, uh, well, we grew the, the leagues, uh, the rentals, uh, then transition into playbook events. So you have the corporate uh, rentals. Uh, and again, all these spaces are not owned, but rented. So we started changing, well, if, if, if we're doing youth sports and we're renting uh, gyms from schools, well, let's change that negotiation and make it a partnership. We can provide services for the school and then we become more relevant than just, than just a tenant. Uh, so uh, we did a lot of that. Then playbook events kind of made sense with playbook software because all of a sudden we started experimenting with Barclays Center, doing uh, games for high schools, uh, for AAU teams, initially basketball. Uh, one of the schools that, that, that we closed and with a partnership uh, that, I, that, that I grew to, to love that school a lot, uh, the North Angle School and the principal is a great guy. Uh, we, I, I even did the, the first indoor soccer game at Barclays Center for North Anglia. We did the finals wow. of the school conference, and that was amazing. I mean, uh, things like that. So we, we were experimenting a lot for, for a year, and then uh, I started going to the junior NBA conference to build those contacts uh, with the different NBA teams and start knocking doors to start replicating what we had uh, with Barclays Center, experiment and see and that led into playbook events where that came with a bunch of marketing efforts on, okay, you need to start building lists and doing a lot of different things to now get the different groups that would be interested in, uh, in having an event at, at, at an arena. But all those youth organizations participating in those events all of a sudden became potential customers of the software, uh, where the software was not so... It was a mix of things, but it was not fully ready, but we just jumped in, uh, started uh, licensing the software, 
and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, probably January 2019, uh, at that point I had already uh, set practices for adult leagues, for uh, events, for the youth programs, and we had hired a director for each one of the services, so I pretty much had free, uh, everything for me was, uh, I mean, if you ask me, I'm, I'm in the business of problem solving. Uh, but uh, I took over uh, software and I started building a software team. I had never done that. I mean, I, I worked for a software business. I had built teams, but not at, the, at a technical level in my life. Uh, I knew Scrum, but I'm not a Scrum master. I don't pretend to be. I don't, uh, but I had to do it. So uh, all of a sudden we started building a software team. Uh, and I started implementing practices, bringing Jira as the tool because that's the one that I knew from PSL. Right. And all of a sudden, we had eight developers at QA. Then I was uh, documenting the software that was not documenting it, documented. So I was wearing a lot of hats. I was the head of operations for NYC Sports and Playbook, but I was spending most of my time uh, creating an onboarding process for customers, understanding it. Uh, creating a customer success uh, process, finding someone to hire to, to have that help. Uh, we moved from, when I met uh, NYC Sports, there were two interns per term. Uh, out of those, one would leave because everything was so disorganized that they would just not come back uh, to then having anywhere between 20 and 25 interns per term uh, wow. because we had a lot to do to grow, uh, but it comes with having clarity on what are the priorities, what are the processes, being able to quickly onboard someone to start leveraging the work and make it worth the while for someone that's not being paid uh, as an intern that can build a resume. So uh, yeah, I think that was that was the experience there. It was that's good. Amazing. Yeah, that's, you did a lot. You were wearing so many hats at the same time, <laughs> which is great. Um, so can you tell us how all of these skills and things that you acquired at NYC Sports and Playbook and NYU, how you've used those to create WIT Sports Consulting? Yes. So, well, that's, WIT Sports Consulting is fully new. I, I mean, I just registered the business. Uh, it's open for business legally in New York. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely exciting. Um, I think I should have done this earlier, uh, but again, there's that financial aspect. Uh, my wife was not uh, working and you have to live in New York and, and that's not easy. Uh, that, there was a constant negotiation with NYC Sports and, and, and the founder of, of the company, uh, but I would say uh, it's not, I, I, I don't blame anyone more than myself for anything that I do, but I ended up working without signing the equity part, even though there were verbal agreements, emails and everything, but I got to a point where even if I get the equity, that's not what I want anymore. Uh, not a small piece of the equity, but more than anything, we just had different ways uh, of doing business. Uh, we have different values, and that's something that for me was key and for a long time, I, I was struggling with that, but I just kind of wanted to make it work. Uh, and 
in the end, I kind of started, probably took me like eight months to make the decision. I kind of started connecting the dots and well, I figured, well, I, I'm, 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 I had a great opportunity with NYC Sports where there's this guy who's driven, who's passionate about becoming a millionaire, uh, like sports, uh, but he's all into building a great business. And there's a lot of learning lessons. There's a lot of things that he can do and that the company can uh, will we'll continue to learn and improve at. Uh, but that's a good goal for someone that wants that. Uh, but I would say in the sports industry, that's not the common denominator. The, and specifically in adult and youth sports, uh, non-professional sports, uh, the driver is more passion. It's building community. It's uh, So I would say probably 99% uh, of, of those businesses are more driven by passion and the goals are different. I just happened to start with one that was more oriented towards growing rapidly, no matter what experience we're providing. And, and I kind of grew tired of it, but, uh, but I looked back and I said, well, I did all this. I organized this business. I set up a mission uh, aside from just uh, being for profit. Um, I can do this for any other sports business. And it comes with everything. It's not only NYC sports and playbook, but in the end, as I said before, for me, sports business is just business. It just, it's not like we don't talk about a, a master's in technology business or in economy business or it's right. business. It just happens to be in sports and, and it's understanding the people that lead the sports industry and, and, and the drivers for the industry. But, but in the end, all businesses from professional teams to leagues, they need to deal with accounting, they need to deal with processes, with building teams, with being efficient, with uh, generating profits. Uh, so it's all business. And I figure, well, uh, that's what I want to do. I mean, and that's where I see that connection with what brought me here initially, which is how can I help change and grow the sports industries in Colombia and Latin America? And I think consulting, I was always very critical about consulting throughout my life. Working in the software industry, I would come to a big company that had wasted thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a consulting project with Accenture, with uh, you name it, with Tata, with all of these uh, huge corporate gurus. And they had a, now they knew the software that they wanted to do. And I would just tell them, you know what? I mean, let's forget about all those thousand pages that they gave you. Uh, let's just start with what's your need and we'll just take it from there because that's not how you build software. You don't know beforehand everything that's going to happen. And what you think is your need normally changes through time once you start experimenting right. what you do. So it's a lot of what Agile is about. Experiment, pivot when something doesn't work. Uh, so... That's pretty much uh, during the whole shutdown, I was still working full time, trying to keep the business going uh, while we were still under unemployment on a furlough. Uh, and I all of a sudden felt like, what am I getting out of this? Uh, I, I don't really want this partnership. Uh, and I just took the leap and said, I'm, I'm done. And I'm just going to invest my time. Not the right timing for many. I mean, it's a tough time for the economy. Right. And that's how WIT Sports uh, came into the picture. I said, I want to do 
consulting and I want to pretty much everything that I've done for NYC sports, I can do it for anybody. Uh, and the goals are going to be different. So a lot of what, uh, what, what with sports is about is uh, helping uh, sports businesses, initially adult and youth sports in the recreational and formational amateur side of the business, uh, understand or meet their goals and then aligning that strategy with a good software strategy. And it goes from, the, from there, but it's strategic management, team building, training and growth pretty much. Um, and I was lucky, I mean, when it comes to starting a business or, or any business, like uh, when I said, well, this is just starting, uh, I mean, I can have great ideas and I can put it, I don't even have a website right now, I have a domain, uh, <laughs> but that's something that the first priority is you need to have your first customers. Uh, now I have the first project, I'm working with the biggest volleyball company in New York City. Uh, I'm not a volleyball person, but again, it's business. and huge potential in doing things there where I'm doing a business assessment for them first that will then uh, most likely there's a five-year plan that we're kind of working on the background uh, so uh, that's that's pretty much uh, where things are uh, but yeah it is exciting it's it's challenging yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm so excited, though. It's so new. And I know that you have great things planned. Um, can you tell us like the long term goals? Like where do you see with sports consulting down the road? Well, I see with sports consulting. Uh, I mean, being established a consulting firm known for adding value to sports businesses, uh, connecting companies, but more than anything, uh, deriving into uh, LATAM and Colombian uh, sports consulting as well from here. Just it's, it's the way I see, I started saying consulting was something I, I didn't like because it was something it's easy. And, and this goes to anyone uh, that's looking for a job that, or that's interning somewhere or it's already working somewhere. Uh, the easiest part is always raising the hand and saying, Oh, this sucks. This we, we can all sit here and, talk about any experience we've had and identify all the things that do not work uh, or that could be better. That's the easy part. The hardest part is finding a solution for it and even harder implementing it, implementing that. Because I can know the solution, but you need to understand the restrictions and the, the feasibility of implementing it. So I like to think I'm gonna, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that consulting firm that's not just recommending stuff, but I'm gonna help you all the way so that we get to the goals because that's what what I'm passionate about sports business. Right. Uh, so that's a big part. And along the way, I see this as a good platform uh, for learning more about the industry. And who knows? Uh, I, I can see with sports consulting becoming partners with different uh, sports business initiatives. Uh, that's something that I would look for. Uh, again, that's part of my entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, so. Yeah, that this this has a wide range of things, but uh, I just don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, I just have sure. the first customers, but we'll we'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, I'm excited for you. But um, just to wrap up, uh, Isabel, do you want to ask the last question? Yeah. Um, hi, Juan. Thank you for being here. Um, I've loved your story. I thought it's been so helpful, and it's great to see. Um, where you started and where you are now. I think that's so awesome. 
Um, but obviously we're all NYU students, um, either um, about to graduate or I actually just graduated in May. Um, so I would love to hear some advice that you have for um, those of us who are looking to enter into um, the sports industry and work in it. Great. Uh, I mean, I think that's, that's a question that we all have. I mean, uh, from undergrad to a master's program, someone with experience, without experience. Uh, and I think there's not a real answer on how to succeed there, but what I can share is my experience. I think having the goal and, and the goal changes. I told you I was obsessed about sports and I still have a huge spreadsheet of projects that I want to do in Colombia that I want to do here involving different things that I'm passionate about, but you have to have that North. And one thing that I, I mean, there are two things that I can share there. One thing that I, that I've learned uh, from mentors back in Colombia that I admire, uh, is when you're starting your professional life, it's more about investing in yourself. So you wanna have your North Star, but don't uh, undersell yourself. Uh, anyone has a bunch of potential and you are at the time where you can choose leaders. I would look for leadership. I would look for someone like what I explained about Jorge at PSL, uh, that was, a key point in my life where you wanna, at an early stage in your life, you wanna have someone to look up to and to learn from, those will become allies for you. Uh, so I will look for that. And we having that North Star will allow you, well, I don't know, probably you wanna be in, in the league or in amateur sports in the Olympics. Uh, at NYU, you have this range of professors that it's just amazing. Uh, it just requires work. You don't have classes with everyone. Uh, not everyone from, from the master's program is necessarily teaching at undergrad, but that doesn't mean you can't reach them. You can go and, and professors do see that student that is uh, proactive and that it's pushing, that it's uh, looking for, for the opportunity. And things will not happen right away, but, but you need the, we, we hear in our programs and where you, that that's the sports industry. You need to be networking and uh, the only way to get in uh, into the industry is knowing people and, and, and being, uh, adding value to them. That happens in any industry. It's, you need to get yourself out there. Right now that, I'm, that, that I started the, 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 this business, I realized, well, during these four years I was immersed with, I mean, it was 60 hour weeks uh, and I stopped connecting, but I've been reaching to people that I had not met uh, before. And, and it's amazing. Everybody, just like I'm sharing my story here, everybody has a story and we can all connect. I'm talking to a great set of businesses, uh, entrepreneur, um, uh, social uh, entrepreneurship, uh, things that have a business uh, for profit on, 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 on the back end. There's a lot of connections that you can do there. But, but I would say stay true to what you want to do. And also stop and reflect, is that still what I want to do? Because as, as you start learning and, and experiencing something, be quick at pivoting. Uh, okay, I, I, I tried this, now, now I want to try this other thing. Instead of staying there, the early part of your professional career is huge in identifying what kind of leaders you want to follow and what kind of leader you want to be, uh, but stay proactive. Then the other thing that I wanted to share was, and that came from Jorge Arambudo, that first interview at PSL. Uh, 
I remember I asked him uh, what, I mean, I, I felt he was already successful. Now he's even more successful. Uh, two weeks or three weeks ago, they sold uh, the company to Perficient here in the US, uh, a public company, great uh, company. Um, but I remember asking him uh, for his definition of success. And that has, that has stayed with me since, since then. Uh, he said, Juan, success is easy in life. Uh, it just requires work, but uh, success is how to be successful starts with you asking yourself a transcendental question in a topic you're passionate about and then dedicating your life to solving that question. And that, that, that kind of connects with what excellence is. I do believe excellence is a journey, it's a path. It's not a, uh, an end. Uh, you are never excellent, but you can try to be excellent. Uh, it's the same with success. And the, the more transcendental, usually when it is a transcendental question, it is something that, 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 that is not an easy question to solve. So every single step that you make towards answering that question, you're going to feel it and know that's a huge step. It's a, a huge victory, even though I still haven't solved it. Uh, I think that's, that's what has driven me. I mean, I, I went from these other industries, life happening and delaying my plans, but, uh, but the goal was always this, and now I'm just starting again. Awesome. Thank you. Got it. That's great. That's awesome advice. Well, Juan, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's so unique. And I know that this will help us a lot as we're trying to figure out our own stories and things, but thank you for your time. Thank you, Aggie and Isabel. I didn't hear from Manuel or Harrison, but I hope uh, this uh, was helpful. Stay tuned for more episodes on Adventures with Aggie coming next week.